the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. From our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Seasoned expert on race, religion, relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Phone lines are open now, 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. Good afternoon, friends. David Anderson live right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? Well, wherever you are, in your kitchen, in your car, maybe in front of your computer or your smartphone, watch me on Facebook Live. Thanks a lot for checking in at Anderson Speaks or at Dr. David Anderson. You can find me there on Facebook. And, of course, on the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast, second in the entire country, WAVA 105.1 FM right here in the nation's capital out of Arlington, Virginia, covering all of D.C., Maryland, Virginia, as well as parts of West Virginia and Pennsylvania as well. Thanks a lot for tuning in. If you're on the Beltway somewhere in Baltimore or in Washington, D.C. or down 66 somewhere, just know you got a friend hanging out with you today. And uh, of course, the way we roll. We start with Marriage Mondays, Tough Topic Tuesdays, Wisdom Wednesdays, Theological Thursdays, and then Open Phone-In Fridays. And that's today. So today's show is all about you. It's Open Phone-In Fridays. Anything you want to talk to me about is fair game. We're calling talk show, and any question you have for me, you can throw my way. The number to call me is 888-432-7434. 888-432-7434. Trying to memorize the number. Remember the word bridge. 888-43-BRIDGE. And any question you want to ask me, race, religion, relationship, business, politics, we can talk about it all. Of course, any question you ask me, I can address. I can't answer it, that's for sure. (laughs) Not all of them. But we know the one who has all the answers, and, of course, we've got the good word, the good book right here, along with many other smart listeners. So I'm sure we can, we can uh, point you in the right direction. If not, guess what we can always do? We can always pray and ask God to help us out, can't we? In fact, let's go to God and commit our time to the Lord now, and then I'm taking your calls at 888-43-BRIDGE. Now's the time. My lines are open. Get in where you fit in. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this week. Thank you for this day. Thank you that we are alive. We are grateful for it, and we commit our show to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Together, everyone said amen and amen. Big uh, 
Big hello to Shay Jackson there at uh, Wells Fargo Bank today. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And, of course, for those of you on Facebook Live, you know, I'll be checking it during my, uh, during my commercial break. I'll holler at you there. Tell your friends I'm on even now. Tell them it's open phone in Fridays, and they can ask their brother, Dr. David Anderson, any question they want on any topic. All right. Let's kick the show off in Damascus, Maryland, with Russell, who's on the line. Hi, Russell. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hello, Dr. Anderson. Hi. hi. Thanks for um, calling. I have, a, I have a comment and a question about Jerusalem. Okay. Uh, President Trump has recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. And it is clear from both the Old Testament and the New Testament that Jerusalem is the eternal spiritual capital of Israel. Yeah. But the Holy Land is not just the Jews. Many believe that Jerusalem is also the spiritual capital of Palestine, mm-hmm. indeed the spiritual capital of the whole world. Mm-hmm. It is important, it seems to me it is important that we distinguish between the spiritual capitals and the secular capitals. The secular capital of Israel is Tel Aviv. The mm-hmm. secular capital of Palestine is Ramallah. Mm-hmm. And my question to you, Dr. Anderson, is this. Since our U.S. Embassy is a secular entity, yeah. should we just leave it in Tel Aviv and not further complicate and burden the peace process? Yeah. So what you have done is you have integrated geopolitics and spiritual, uh, you know, biblical history together. Uh, let me just say to you, you make a good point. But the, at the end of the day, wherever the U.S. Embassy is has no bearing on the spiritual plight of Israel or Jerusalem, and that when the president moved our embassy there, there was no spiritual or biblical mandate to do it, nor was there a spiritual or biblical uh, explanation for it. Uh, Further on, uh, 90% of the Knesset, uh, which is their political body, uh, are secular or atheist anyway. Many of the the Jews that are in politics in Israel uh, don't not only not bow to the name of Jesus, but they don't even respect uh, or believe that Jesus really even existed or was the Messiah in any way, shape, or form. The only reason I say that is because I think many evangelical Christians are so connected uh, to Israel, uh, which I am too, but I'm for spiritual reasons that they think that blessing Israel means to join in politics, uh, geopolitics with Israel. Uh, but I, that's not what I believe. I believe that you bless the people of Israel by giving them the one who is blessing them, which is Jesus. And so uh, when we talk about where to put an embassy, United States is not the capital of all uh, nations. Uh, so whether it's America or whether it's Uh, Britain or whether it's Pakistan who puts an embassy where you put your embassy has no spiritual meaning it's only a strategic move Uh, so your point then or your question about being in Tel Aviv um, you know I've been to of course Jerusalem several times I've taken nearly 100 people with me there along with Tel Aviv which is a nice area as well Um, now now I'd have to shift into politics and strategy so then, now that I've dealt with the biblical spiritual piece, then strategically uh, and governmentally do I think it's wise to put the embassy in, in Jerusalem. And to be completely honest with you, Russell, 
I really don't have a strong position one way or another. I know it's inflaming, but at the end of the day, I, I really don't have a strong enough position to say it should stay in Tel Aviv or it should go to Jerusalem. I'm just not sure, so I'm kind of on that train waiting to see what happens. What do you think? Let me give you the last word on it before my break. Are you thinking that it would be better just to leave it in Tel Aviv, like you said? Well, I, I think the – well, thank you for that response there, that response. It's very clear. Um, I think, though, the answer should be on um, the peace in the Holy Land. I see. And the justice for both Israel and Palestine. Justice Agree. and security for both. Agree. And so wherever, how that, however that is best accomplished, let's do it. Got it. Well, thank you. I appreciate the question, the thoughtfulness behind it. And, uh, yeah, so maybe we'll be more, more at peace with the American embassy in Jerusalem. Maybe not. I don't know. I'll sit back and wait and see. There are political and strategic reasons for it. But uh, I don't feel strongly one way or another. But I do know it's geopolitical. It's not spiritual or biblical. And oftentimes evangelicals like to mix the two. But the two really are not mixing here. Okay, I'm coming back in just three minutes. I've got three open lines. If you want it, get in where you fit in. did. In fact, Amber and I called Home Fix Custom Remodeling, HCR, and we got a new Master Elite roof. And guess what? Once that was installed, we started saving, listen, over $100 per month on energy bills. Not bad, right? Not to mention when we needed new windows and doors, guess who we called? HCR. That's right. And our energy bills are even less because of it. So if you need an efficient solution, ways to keep your home safe and your family safer, make sure you call HCR. Ask for Gus when you call. Tell him that I sent you. Here's his number. You ready? 888-991-2427. And by the way, they also specialize in a wide range of other products like energy-efficient siding, doors, trim, and gutters. And let's not forget those walk-in tubs and showers for those aging gracefully among us. Let's put it like that. And all of this with a lifetime-inclusive warranty. Call HCR, 888-991-2427, and tell Gus Dr. Anderson sent you. Everybody likes a nice compliment every now and then, and oftentimes people compliment me on my smile. Well, I have to give some credit to Pearl Smiles Dental because they've hooked me up with dentistry, PearlSmilesDental.com. Check them out because they will make your smile as nice as mine. Well, actually, maybe even better. Give them a call at 410-799-1793. That's 410-799-1793, or go to PearlSmilesDental.com. We all know that God has a perfect will, but did you know the state of Maryland also has a will? The state of Maryland has a will for every person prepared once they die. McCollum & Associates prepares wills, trusts, powers of attorney, and advanced medical directives and handles probate estates. Sadly, most Americans don't have a prepared will, thus leaving it up to the state to determine how assets are distributed after you die. Contact McCollum & Associates, 301-864-6070. That's 301 301- 864-6070. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. 
You can call our hotline at any time at 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. To watch us on Facebook Live or to check out previous broadcasts, visit Dr. Anderson's public Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click Like. Join our text community and receive a free weekly textpiration from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 50555. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 50555. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. And I'm back. I'm looking at Facebook Live. Thanks for those of you who are on it with me. It's Real Talk. With Dr. David Anderson on 105.1 FM here in the nation's capital, WAVA. I've got open phone lines. If you want to give me a call, it is open phone in Friday. That means today is all about you. If you've got a question that's personal, theological, business, doesn't matter what it is, we get to talk about it. Sometimes you just need a perspective, some advice maybe, uh, maybe just somebody to kick it with, uh, a brother in the Lord, uh, a pastor, a father, a, a husband, uh, an all-around uh, dude, that would be me, <laughs> your brother, your friend right here on the radio. Uh, Felicia M. Johnson, God bless you back on Facebook there. Good afternoon, Alfred Scott Jr., Favorine Richardson, blessing to you, as well as Andrew Carey, my brother. Good to see you on Facebook Live. Janice Fonseca, Lyle Pointer, and Delbert Pope, who's in West Virginia. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Uh, Kelly Evers asked a question. Hey, Dr. Anderson, I'm about to turn 33. I've been told 33 is the year of the Lord. What are your thoughts? Well, basically, <laughs> 33 is the, the age where Jesus was crucified. So there you have it. Is that your year for you? <laughs> uh, hopefully you'll make it way beyond that, by the way, Ms. Evers. I'm messing with you. But that's what people probably mean. You know, his public ministry started at 30. Uh, he ministered publicly for about three years and then he died. So sometimes when you make it to 33, people are like, yeah, that was the year of the Lord. Meaning really that was the year he, uh, was crucified, buried, and then rose again, uh, from the dead. So, you know, you can smile and say, thank you, Jesus, for doing that for me. And I hope, uh, to live many more years beyond that. Okay. 888-432-7434. Let's go to Washington, D.C. and talk to Terrence, who's on the line. Hi, Terrence. Welcome to the show. How are you, sir? I'm good, doctor. How are you? I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking? Um, Quick question. Um, I've been hearing a lot about um, this group. I don't know if it's a a sect of, of Judaism called Black Hebrews, and they're stating that the Hebrew people are actually African Americans, and they they actually stem from Israel. That that's not really my question. My question is, uh, they really push um, following God's law, God's commandment um, uh, that you that you everything that you read in the Bible from Old Testament to New, which I'm fine with. But even the ceremonies and the, Levit- the laws and the Levitical laws and everything else, and I'm just trying to reconcile, how does a Christian walk today, um, or what is a Christian to do with when he hears someone either from a Jewish faith or a Hebrew, black Hebrew, whomever, says that you have to follow the God's law, Old Testament commandments, letter by letter, jot and tittle, um, in order to be uh, seen as sanctified. 
Well, it's a good question. I always hold on to uh, Colossians 2.16. That's my go-to whenever somebody wants to sort of judge me on uh, legalism, on uh, religious holidays, feasts, things of that sort. It's not just the Black right. Hebrews. It's, the, it's uh, some sects of the Seventh-day Adventists. It's some sects of, of um, you know, so there's so many different uh, sort of Christian sects or parts of Christian denominations that want to follow the dietary laws as well as the uh, calendar laws and things of that sort. So I, I always just hold on to Colossians 2.16 where the Apostle Paul writes this. Here it is. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. And verse 17 kind of gives you the light as to why. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, mm -hmm. is found in Christ. And so it's because of Christ that all those things from the Old Testament are now found in Christ. So when you're in Christ, you have fulfilled all the things from the Old Testament. So no one now has to tell you, go back to the Old Testament and do those laws because they're all in Christ now. So when you have Christ, you've fulfilled all those laws. And so then the Apostle Paul says, now listen, I know other people are going to disagree, so this is what I'm going to tell you. And he picks it up at verse 18. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you for the prize. Uh, such a person goes into great detail what he has seen and his unspiritual mind puffs him up with idle notions. In other words, a lot of these people begin to, to be all puffed up and they seem so spiritual and they have all these spiritual notions. Right. But it's all what Paul is saying is false humility. All right. And he goes on to say more about him. He says he has lost his connection with the head, talking about Jesus, from whom the whole body, supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews, grows as God causes it to grow. His whole point is you're going to have people within your faith that are going to try to divide you because they seem more spiritual, because they want to keep all of these rules and laws. He's like, look, I'm not letting anybody judge me by the rules and the laws of religion. You have been freed in Christ. That's the bottom line. Next question. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of how he wrote it. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so Colossians 2.16, okay. man. You got it? I got it. Thank you. You got it, my brother. Talk to you later. Let me move on to Waldorf, Maryland. I've not been there yet to see Robert, who's on the line. Hey, Robert, welcome to the show. How you doing? Hey, Dr. Anderson. How you doing? I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for calling. What are you thinking? Um, look, I have a question. Um, how do you deal? Okay, let me start like this. I like my job, I, I, and, and uh, I thank God for my job. Okay. But how do you deal with working in a hostile environment. What does that mean? Meaning meaning that mean that I have a supervisor who likes to play his crew against one another. Uh huh. And 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 he just keeps drama going all the time. All the time. Huh. Yeah. So what is your role? Are you in the drama and you're watching it? Or are you a part of the drama because well, you're pulled into it? <laughs> Well, you know what? I kind of get pulled into the drama because, well, I can tell you one good thing about it. It keeps me prayed up all day long at work. Okay, okay. That's the, you know, that's the, you know, that's the only good thing about it. But, but he kind of he pulls you into the drama. Mm. Nothing, nothing that you do is good enough, and and he 
accuses everybody of lying, but 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 he's a bigger liar. I mean, he is a liar because he keeps this drama going. Yeah. So my guess is you're going to keep the job, right? Almost definitely. Okay. Almost definitely. I'm so not then, run away from my job. Understood. So just now that that's clear, what we're talking about is how do you mm-hmm. cope? How do you cope and how do you manage dealing with uh, a boss that is dramatic, maybe uh, maybe dishonest, or has dysfunction? That's really what the question is. Uh, am I right? Right. Right. Okay. Exactly. So for you, I think the way you cope with it is you've already said the first thing. You prayed up, so that's good. Secondly, you've got to now uh, put, put on the armor of God. So when you're praying, pray, mm-hmm. pray on the armor of God so no, no attack that comes your way will actually stick to you. It'll hit the shield of your faith and fall to the ground. So pray right. personally, put on the armor of God, and then refuse to be brought into the drama. Uh, because I, yes. th- I think what happens in workplaces is people get pulled into drama because uh, it is known that they're easily pulled into drama. But the people who don't, right. the people who don't want to get pulled into drama, they have a way of saying, Mm-mm, "Nope, I'm not about that. Let me just keep focusing." But when right. when people aren't busy, they become busy bodies, uh-huh. and and they start talking with one another about other employees. They start talking about one another about the boss. You've got to make the decision. Nope, I'm not going to be a part of that. I'm here to do my job. Right. And I'm not here to talk about other people. I'm not here to uh, be pulled into anything. Now, your direct connection with your boss, if your boss asks you to do something, you go do it. If your boss wants to talk about somebody else, you're like, you know what, uh, sir or ma'am, I'm here to do whatever you want me to do, but I do not have any connection whatsoever to somebody else's position. That's your job to manage them. Tell me how I can succeed. And I think once you do that – most people, whether it's your boss or other people you work with, most people don't keep coming back to you once you shut the door down. But if you do not shut mm-hmm. the door down, let me tell you what happens. When you don't shut the door down, you allow the gossip, the jealousy, the drama to come your way, then guess what? It keeps coming and it keeps coming, and you're now known as one of the people that always has drama because you never shut it down. Right. Is that helpful? I got you. Yeah, uh-huh. It, Very much so. What it also means sometimes you can't have your the closest and best buddies on the job. I, I hate to say it like right. that, but sometimes, you know, when you're all friendly, friendly, and buddy, buddy, what happens is the friendly, friendly, buddy, buddy stuff outside of the job then seeps into the job. People get their feelings hurt, and before you know it, you got all kind of drama inside the job, and then somebody wants to at, talk to somebody else on the job about the drama they have about somebody else, and before you know it, you got all this <laughs> drama that you didn't even need. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And so my thing is just right. focus on doing what your job is and keep all the drama away from you, and once it comes towards you, you shut it down one time, they're not going to come back to you. Okay. I got you, Doctor. All right, man. God bless you. I appreciate you. it. Appreciate you back. That's uh, Waldorf, Maryland. Love your questions. Keep them coming. 888-432-7434. On Marriage Monday, we talked about marriage hopes and fears. On Tough Topic Tuesday, we asked this question. What do you need to let go of from the old year and lean into for the new year? On Wisdom Wednesday, we talked about the wisdom of letting go and leaning into the new year. And then yesterday, the theology of newness. What do you want God to do new 
in you. And I also gave you six or seven Bible verses and scriptures to, to show you how God is a God of newness, all right, and how God wants you to expect him to do something new. He is going to do a new thing, and he's going to continue to do new things all the way until the time he builds the new heaven and the new earth and the new Jerusalem. So you serve a God of newness and a God who renews, a God of creation and a God who recreates. And the scripture teaches any man who is in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone. Behold, all things are new and they continue to be new. Not a one time new, but continual new. When I get back, I'm going to take your phone calls. I'm coming to Fairfax, Virginia and Upper Marlboro, Maryland. I'm coming to Manassas and to Springfield. And I've got one line open. If you want it, then I'll come to you after that. But you got to get it while you can. Snag it now. 888-432-7434. has been an issue with me. I keep eating to push down the emotions. I did really well at isolating before I went to Living Light, and it taught me to get out of my comfort zone and just move. We had exercises every morning throughout the workshop, and it really helped me to get in touch with that sadness and uh, get some movement going. I just thought it was really well done because during the day we had these workshops and we had the smaller groups. I never felt so loved and cared for in my life. I walked away with a hope that I hadn't had in a long time. Living Light was just a a turning point for me. The Living Light Workshop is coming to Washington, D.C. January 26th through the 28th. To register or to find out more, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433 or go to newlife.com. Want to be inspired, connected, and equipped to be a voice for life? Then save the day January 18th through 20th and be a part of the Evangelicals for Life Conference in Washington, D.C. Attend in person or join our simulcast. And be encouraged by leaders such as Jim Daly, Russell Moore, Johnny Erickson Tata, and many others. Join the experience and register today at evangelicals.life. That's evangelicals.life. The next time you could use a pick-me-up, head over to Godvine.com for uplifting and inspirational videos that you'll truly love. Join the millions of Christians from around the world who watch and share Godvine videos each day. They know that Godvine videos are specially chosen to bring joy and share the love of God and the wonder of His creations. For the very best Christian videos, visit us today at Godvine.com.
The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. My husband and I wanted to buy a new car, and we don't have very good credit rating, so the bank recommended Trinity, so we called them. And the people were very nice. They told us the best solution for our problems. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976 to talk to a certified counselor. Trinity consolidated our bills, got us a lower interest rate, and a much better monthly payment. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. We feel much better now. Things are going pretty well. And since we've been with Trinity, our credit rating has really improved. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. My name is Ann, and we're debt-free for keeps. 1-800-990-6976. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're now in the second half of the show. Thank you for joining me if you're just tuning in. It's Open Phone in Friday. We're talking about anything you want to talk about. Today's show is all about you. If you want to give me a call, 888-43-BRIDGE. I'm going right to the phone lines now. Mohammed is in Manassas, Virginia. Let's go there. Hi, Mohammed. How are you? How you doing, sir? Good. How you doing? Oh, I'm great. Thanks for calling and hanging with me today. What are you thinking? Yeah, my question is, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm born Muslim. Okay. First time, I changed my religion like 40 years ago, 40. Mm-hmm. And like you have 60 years, uh, years old right now. Okay. What religion yeah, are you now? I'm, come to, yeah, uh, yeah I'm, excuse me? What religion are you now? I'm Christian. Okay. Like 40 years ago. Ah, praise the Lord. Yeah, thank you. And uh, my question is, we uh, we have uh, friends from from a different Arabic country, from Egypt, from uh, Syria, from uh, from Jordan. Mm-hmm. We we make like uh, church home. Okay. And I yet have church. We want make like. Uh, like organization look like like office and everything for church. Okay. And we be like uh, every church here on in each set. What need to do? Hmm. Need some paperwork or something or. Let me make sure I understand your question. So, you're you're a believer of four years. You have friends from other countries that are not believers, and you're trying to set up. No, a, no, they, they believe. They they, they're believers, okay. But and you're trying to set up what a church for them. Yes. Uh huh. And are you asking me how to do we it? Have to, no. Yeah. That's why I asked you how we do it. Uh huh. Where we to go? We get some paperwork or something or. So a couple things. First of all, you're in Manassas, Virginia, right? Yes. Right. Do you have anybody in your uh, group that's a pastor, or do you know anybody who's a pastor in your area that can help you think through how to start this fellowship? Yeah, we have pastor from Egypt. From Egypt, okay. Yeah, from Egypt. Never know how to do it. He doesn't know how to do uh, it. Other country like me. Uh huh. Like me. Uh huh. We need somebody to help us. Okay. We have only church, home church right now. I understand. Okay. 
this is what I would do. Yeah. I would find a local pastor in your area, a Christian pastor, and talk to a couple of uh -huh. pastors in your area to ask them how mm -hmm. you can set this up. All right. Let me tell you how we okay. how we okay. do it in Maryland. I'm sure they do it in Virginia the same way. You can go to the yeah, to yeah. start a 501c3 with the government. Go start a small non-religious a non uh business organization. So this, you do this with the state. Okay? So you go where they start businesses okay. uh and you go and you say I want to start a church, you get the paperwork together, you write a constitution, you get a board together. Uh, and you file the paperwork. So that's the first thing to make it official. And this is why I say talk to some pastors that are in your area because they probably can help you to do this uh, officially. Non-officially, though, you can, okay. Okay. you know, non-officially, you can start meeting like you're yeah. doing now. You can have Bible studies. You can be a church, but you just can't take in offerings yeah. um, unless it's uh, – you guys can put your money together like my people did when I started my church. You can put your yeah, money we together, do that. We do that. but it's not um, a yeah. nobody can donate. Like if I wanted to donate money to your church, I wouldn't get a tax break yeah. for it until you become a yeah, yeah. a government approved 501c3. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have any pastors okay. in your yeah. area that you can go meet? Yeah, you have lots. I, I know a lot of churches, uh, and and I'm my area. Good, go talk to a couple of them and say, okay, one go. help me. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right, okay, Muhammad. God bless you, my friend. And uh, that's what a wonderful fellowship that is beginning. I'm sure between you and so many others. Uh, and you never know, you may want to partner with another church and become a ministry of theirs. If you were in my area, I'd want to meet with you, spend time with you, and see how uh, I could maybe partner with you to help you with that. So it just all uh, depends on uh, the pastors that are in your area. All right, let me keep moving. I'm going to go to Upper Marlboro, Maryland, and talk to Vita at the time. Hi, Vita. Welcome. How are you? Hi. How are you, Dr. David Anderson? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me. What's your comment or question? Good. I have something that's a quick question and answer, and then another one that's a little more involved. Is that okay? Sure, go for it. And I may have a break here, okay. but uh, you'll hold on throughout the break. But why don't you give me that first one really quickly? Okay, because Peter denied Jesus three times, some friends were discussing something and said that he was crucified on the cross upside down. So is your question, was Peter crucified upside down? Was he? Yes. Uh, according to tradition, he was. I mean, he was according to, to according to tradition, uh, Peter was crucified upside down. Mm -hmm. But it but it's not an account in our word in the Bible. That's correct. About that. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Didn't know that. Yeah. The other one is about fasting. Okay. Just what is your what is your background or belief or? Um, ideas about fasting is it any more effective to get your to be effective and get your prayers answered um depending on how many hours it is or do people actually eat some foods maybe gotcha. no meats no sweets no processed foods got for it. a couple of hours or i got just, the question how do you see that going to be effective i got the question so what i'm gonna do when i come back okay. if, if, if do you want to hold on or do you want to just listen on the air when i get yep. back all right, hold on. I'm coming back to you. I can hold you. on. Okay, cool. I'm back in three minutes. Thank you.
This is Dr. David Anderson, and I have Michelle on the line from Oxford Graduate School. She's a student there at Oxford. Michelle, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Thank you for having me, and good afternoon to you. Why do you go to Oxford Graduate School? The reason why I chose Oxford over some of the other schools that I was looking at is because of their curriculum. It is truly designed for the student, and what I mean by that is because the programs are research-based. So that allows the student to really delve into their subject and truly become masters of that subject because it gives you the opportunity to explore and go beyond any textbook. What, what I love about the school and the opportunities that it provides, even though I'm a distance learner, is that the program at Oxford is a hybrid program, meaning that you have time that you spend on campus there in Tennessee uh, for a week at a time as you begin each of your core of classes, and then you go home to do your research and submit your coursework online. So I love the fact that you still have the instruction in the classroom environment as well as time to do the research on your own and interact uh, via the Internet. So it's a perfect win-win uh, for a working adult. If you want more information, check them out at ogs.edu. That's ogs.edu or give them a call, 423-775-6596. In bookstores now, Gracism, the art of inclusion. What if you take a negative word like racism and a positive word like grace and blend them together? Then you have Gracism. The focus is on the positive both when it comes to ministry and life so that we can all reach the worthy vision God has laid out for us. There is no doubt that author Dr. David Anderson believes that through the movement of the Holy Spirit and by following the seven sayings of a gracist, we all have the capacity to become gracists ourselves. This book is a must-read for anyone who wishes for the extension of favor on their lives and the lives of everyone they encounter. Gracism, the Art of Inclusion is published by InterVarsity Press and can be purchased at your local bookstore, Amazon.com, or going to Andersonspeaks.com. back it's real talk with dr david anderson if you want to give me a call 888-432-7434 two lines are open one of them may be yours get in where you fit in i'm on the line now with vita up in marlboro maryland vita had asked a question about fasting i believe that fasting is something that adds fuel to your prayers i think it's something you ought to do when you feel called to do it um i feel like you can fast from anything because uh, there are many different fasts in the scripture, 21-day fast, the Daniel fast, uh, different kinds of fasts. Isaiah 58 really talks about fasting as well. So Jesus fasts for 40 days and 40 nights. Uh, you can fast for three days. You can fast for seven days, 21 days. It really is freedom in the New Testament to fast whenever you want, whenever you're called. And you can fast from anything. Uh, there's even a scripture that talks about fasting from sex, talking about a married couple uh, in the scripture. You do not uh, uh, deprive your spouse of, of uh, sex uh, unless the two of you agree 
uh, to fast from it for a period of time, but then come back together so that you're not tempted, the scripture says. So you can even add that to it. Some people fast now from television, uh, from uh, cell phones and technology. Uh, you can do food. You can do vegetables. You could do meat. Uh, you can do, uh, like, the, like many of our Muslim friends, uh, they uh, will fast by only, you know, in the morning. They literally will go all day without eating or drinking anything. Uh, and then when the sun breaks, they can, they can eat. Uh, that's one of the kind of fasts that they do. Um, I fasted from breakfast. I fasted from lunch. I fasted all day for several days, having nothing but water. Um, and so there's a lot of variation, Vita, so you have freedom is my point. Okay. But the point, very much. remember the point of it is to add fuel mm -hmm. to your prayers and add purpose and focus. What happens is when you feel hungry, that's supposed to be a pain that reminds you to pray. So that's what you want to do. And it's something you also want to kind of do in secret. You don't want to um, announce to everybody, well, I'm fasting, and oh, boy, I'm so hungry, because then you steal your blessing away. Jesus says, don't do that kind of prayer and fasting in public so people feel sorry for you. You kind of do it privately, and you kind of use the time that you would be eating or in that pain uh, to spend time in prayer. And what it will do is it will focus you more spiritually than you're normally focused because your food is intake uh, has, has been uh, denied. Does that make sense? Okay. Yep. All right. Sure does. Blessings to you. Thanks for hanging with me. Let's go to Beltsville, Maryland, and talk to Richard, who's on the line. Hi, Richard. Welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, Dr. Anderson. Thanks for taking my question today. My pleasure. Uh, they, there was a gentleman, one of your previous callers, who framed his actual question by talking about uh, Israeli Jews and the fact that they are actually African-American and what have you. Yeah. And my question is this. Uh, how does an African-American in America who's been brought up in church and uh, who has uh, studied God's word uh, being here in America, how do we reconcile that? How do we unpack that? And is it something that should uh, modify our views? Uh, tell me how we unpack that. So how we unpack uh, the idea of being sort of black in America and Jewish at the same time? Sure. Um, see, what he was talking about, he didn't go into it, but, you know, there's, there's a movement of sort of a black Judaism that is built on the fact that, uh, you know, Jesus was an Ethiopian black Jew, and so they still want to live out the Jewish customs of the day. I would say this. I wouldn't focus on the black portion at all. Uh, if you want to exercise Judaism, Christianity is Jewish. Uh, but I have Messianic friends who are Jewish by uh, race, and they've come to know the Messiah as Lord and Savior. So they, in their worship, integrate their Judaism with their Christianity, if you will. Uh, and so sure. I, I would think as an African-American, if you wanted to integrate those things, you would do it like Messianic Jews would do it. You would just integrate the Jewish feasts, the Jewish holidays. Uh, uh, but... Uh, I, d I do not believe, just so I can be clear with you, uh, and I do not agree uh, that Jesus or uh, the, the black Jews or this African-American Judaism, I, I don't believe in it. And let me tell you why. Um, there are no African-American is Israeli Jews today in, in this way. Uh, I African-Americans are African-Americans. So. Judaism was way before America was ever 
was ever here. And so uh, this movement, I, I don't necessarily agree with it because I think it takes people off the focus of following uh, following Jesus and it becomes more ethnic-centered than it needs to be. That's just my two cents. All right. Thank you very much. You got it, Richard. Appreciate it. Uh, got to be real, real careful when you integrate your faith with your ethnicity. Those two things do walk together hand in hand because culture and Christ work together. And Jesus Christ came into a culture, the Jewish culture. So you don't disregard ethnicity or culture, but you want to make sure you're Christ-centered in it and not culture-centered. And what happens is some of us can become ethnically-centered, and then our Christianity is seen through our ethnicity to the degree that our ethnicity takes over. Uh, and, and in many ways, I feel like with evangelical, white evangelical Christianity, the white evangelical culture has taken over Christianity to such a degree that they don't even know uh, the difference between their culture and Christ, their culture and the scriptures. And they think that those two things are the same. And, and if you kind of help them sometimes see it, they realize, oh, my gosh, that was cultural. That was uh, more about my uh, my my whiteness, my American patriotism, that has nothing to do with the scriptures. Oh, my gosh. And their eyes are open. Now, a lot of them are, the eyes aren't open. But what am I saying? I'm saying a lot of us, whether black, whether Asian, whether Hispanic, whether white, uh, our culture has so uh, infiltrated our relationship with Christ in the way we see the word of God that we interpret God's word not based on what he is actually saying in the scripture, but based on our culture. And so you got to be real good at trying to separate that, and it takes some work, but it can be done, and when you get that freedom, it really blesses you. All right, let me go to Gary. He's in Washington, D.C. Hi, Gary. How are you today, sir? I'm all right. How are you doing? Doing today? good. Hey, give me your comment or question I quickly. just have one question for you. I'm I'm a, I'm a, a man out of God's own heart right now. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to find out how to um, say the New Testament in alphabetical order. Can you give me a help with that? Okay, I hear your uh, I hear the echo a little bit in the back, so I'm gonna let you go and let you listen on the uh, on the air. How to say the New Testament in alphabetical order? Now I don't have any help for you there. I think you ought to try to say it in uh, in chronological order. Uh, chronological order means you start with Matthew and you end with Revelation. And I think one of the ways, uh, easier ways to learn uh, how to do that is to think about it in sections. So I think about the Gospels. That's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, and then I think about the epistles, all right, because the epistles are the letters, 13 letters of, of uh, the Apostle Paul. And so if you can memorize those epistles, if you can memorize the Gospels, then memorize the epistles. And then once you're done with the epistles, then begin the other smaller books all the way up until 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. And then the book of Revelation, I would memorize them in uh, chronological order based on those sections I gave you. The Gospels, the Acts, then the epistles, uh, then the... Uh, go eat peaches and cream. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Remember, go eat peaches and cream. That's how you get those four small epistles. Uh, and then you're right up until uh, up until the book of Revelation very quickly. So that's kind of how I do it. I hope that helps you a little bit. I'm coming back in just a couple of minutes to land the plane of, of the show. We'll be right back.
Do you need to catch up on your life savings and investments? Do you know that right now we are very likely in the first year of a new bull market? William O'Neill, editor of the Investor's Business Daily and author of many great stock trading books, has said that the most money is made in the first year of a new bull market. My family has believed this and experienced it for many generations. I'm David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. I've taught our family methods of stock trading and investing in most of the major cities around the nation for many years with the goal of having many of our clients trade for a living. You don't have to do that unless you want to fire your boss. But wouldn't it be great to take the confusing world of investing and find it understandable, even simple and fun? That is what can happen when you attend a Tradeway event called Step 1, Start Your Journey. You'll learn how the stock market works, how to spot patterns, how to know when to buy and sell a stock, how to even know how to pick your own stocks, and when it might be better to stay in cash. You'll leave the event more confident in your family's financial future and secure in Tradeway's ability to support you along the way. You can bring your entire family for only $99.95. Plus, you'll receive an extra ticket to bring a friend. And at the end of the two days, if you don't love it, you can get your money back. doesn't get better than that. So come take your first step to financial freedom and attend our live two-day event called Step 1, Start Your Journey. Coming to the Renaissance Arlington, January 19th and 20th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. Want to be inspired, connected, and equipped to be a voice for life? Then save the day January 18th through 20th and be a part of the Evangelicals for Life Conference in Washington, D.C. Attend in person or join our simulcast and be encouraged by leaders such as Jim Daly, Russell Moore, Johnny Erickson Tata, and many others. Join the experience and register today at evangelicals.life. That's evangelicals.life. On behalf of Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland, we would like to invite you to tune in to our weekly radio program, Practical Living, here on WAVA, each Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And join us for one of our weekend worship services, Saturdays at 6 p.m. or Sundays at 9, 11 a.m. or 1 p.m. For more details, visit us at church-redeemer.org. This is Rich Becker, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. The radio ministry of Real Talk with Dr. Anderson is made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. If this nonprofit ministry is a blessing to you, will you prayerfully consider partnering with us with an ongoing monthly gift of $30 or more? As a way of saying thank you, we would love to send you a signed copy of Dr. Anderson's book, Gracism. Thank you for making this important ministry possible. We can't do it without you. Visit Andersonspeaks.com and simply click the donate button to support Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's Andersonspeaks.com. And I want to thank each and every one of you, not only for tuning in today, but also 
uh, for your financial support. Remember, this is how you keep us going. And praise the Lord that we get to have this connection every single day. So thanks for the help. Now, listen, uh, I was talking earlier with our caller, uh, Gary, uh, about uh, the Word of God and memorizing the New Testament alphabetically. You can take all of the books of the Bible and put them in alphabetical order. There's some Bibles that actually have it. Like in my Bible, I've had this Bible for uh, some 30 years now. And uh, inside the front of my Bible, it has them the books of the Bible in alphabetical order uh, from Acts all the way to Zephaniah, but it integrates the Old and the New Testament. Uh, I would say, though, chronological order is the best way to memorize them because that's how you get to them, all right? And uh, the, way you, the way you do that in the New Testament, if you just uh, think of these different sections, I had mentioned it before, but let me just uh, say it again because I think it might be helpful uh, maybe for some of you, in fact, because uh, I break down the New Testament and the Old Testament, and it helps me when I remember it, memorize it in sections. And so the Old Testament I put in four sections, and then the New Testament I put in four sections. And so the four sections of the New Testament are the Gospels, the Book of Acts, the Letters, or the Epistles, and the Book of Revelation. And remember the number 41211. Four Gospels, one book of Acts, that's a transitional book from the Gospels to the letters of the epistles. 21 epistles, all right, and then one book of Revelation. Four, one, 21, one. Four Gospels, one book of Acts, 21 letters, and then one book of Revelation. And if you memorize them in that uh, in those sections, that might be helpful for you to get all 27 of the New Testament books. Remember, there's 66 total books in the Bible, and 39 of those are in the Old Testament. 27 of those are in the New uh, Testament, and so uh, that's how you get those 27 books. I hope that's helpful to you. Out of the 21 letters, by the way, you probably know this, but 13 of those, so the majority of those are written by the Apostle Paul. And there are ways that you can memorize even some of those, like out of those 13 letters, you have Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Uh, some people say, go eat peaches and cream. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Some people say, go eat popcorn. Uh, you know, whatever floats your boat, but this is how you, this is how you memorize it. And from the Old Testament, uh, you know, the four sections are the Pentateuch, the past history, poetry, and prophets. I have to break that down for you another time, but uh, at least this is a way that you can memorize the scriptures. Hey, listen, it's open phone in Friday. Thank you for spending the week with me. Let me say a word of prayer. Make sure you worship well when you go to church this weekend. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to connect with our brothers and sisters. Please protect and keep every one of my listeners now. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.